This is the Gary V Audio Experience. What's going on, everybody? We are excited. The Jebs Podcast is excited to welcome as our guest today, Gary V. Boom. Yeah. Well, first off, we just want to say thank you as a podcast because you guys make this happen. <laughs> You're yeah, thank you. I'm I'm <laughs> proud of you guys. I know you guys really wanted to do this and the energy's there. And I'm glad to come and join for a couple of minutes. I appreciate that. And then um, so uh let's get now this whole uh NFT thing. I'm getting I'm getting hit to the game now too. Yep. Um, what's your take like what's your what do you what, like i mean give me, give me your thoughts like i know it's i see on the news all the time talking about but like what's next what's big what's what you know my thoughts are first and foremost the people listening need to get educated you know that's so new the consumer blockchain everyone's bringing their internet brain to it they're like right click and save is it a real asset even look behind you guys right now. Like what's that Deadpool doing there, right? People collect things. People have affinities towards intellectual property to stories, to characters. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. You know, the collectible art and collectibles part of NFTs is what has all the attention right now, but it's only one use case. No different than in 94 when the internet came out, everybody just thought it was the information superhighway, right? Like it was like a good encyclopedia Britannica, you know, that was like why people were excited about it, but the internet was destined to do so much more. And I think that's what's going to happen with NFTs. I think right now it's collectibles with a little bit of utility, but I think it's going to be mainly utility with collectibles on the back. And what I mean by that is every sporting event, every VIP ticket, every receipt when you buy something that's expensive, all those things I can see being NFTs in a decade. Uh, It's a... And, you know, the contracts to your home, to your car, it is a ledger that really allows you to have affirmed contracts on it that are not manipulatable, that are confirmed, that don't cost money to confirm like the rest of the world with title insurance and things of that nature. And so I think, um, I think it's a big, 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 big deal. And for all the people listening, everyone's caught up in the gold rush. How do I make a quick buck? Should I buy this penguin that has like a burrito up its ass? You know, like, you know that kind of stuff. And where's this burrito at? You know, exactly. I think that everyone's a little bit, that's going to be dangerous. That's going to be beanie babies. I think 90% of these, 95% of these projects are going to be very vulnerable. You know, I know what I'm doing with V friends, which is I'm going to try to build my Disney, my Pokemon, my Marvel for the next 40 years. I'm a good businessman. I'm good at marketing. I'm going to work hard. I care about my reputation, so I don't want it to fail. So I think it's going to do well. Unfortunately, a lot of projects are not bad. A lot of people are just trying to make a quick buck. And, you know, I think we'll, uh, we'll see this space evolve. But all in all, I'm incredibly bullish. And what I would say through that long-winded rant is if you're, if you're an NFT knower, become an NFT maybeer, right? Like, you know, just saying no because it's new and you don't understand it. There's a lot of 20, 30, 40 year olds who've just become their parents. You know, they made fun of their parents for not understanding how to use an iPhone or not how to use Instagram. And they were on Facebook. And now they've become those parents because they're scared to learn how to use the blockchain. And uh, I don't think they should do that. I, I think you're, so you're obviously notorious for being kind of ahead of the trends in like what you're, what you're looking into business-wise and where your interests are and everything like that. So I think- for people that are trying to get into it, it'd probably be a good idea to look to people that kind of fill your shoes that are trendsetters like that, where they can sit there and maybe piggyback and go, okay, what are these people doing that are more, you know, obviously more invested in it, know a little bit more. It's like, those are your, those should be your teachers and who you're kind of looking to, right? 
as long as you don't buy what they're buying, right? Yeah, like everyone's blindly buying. And then there's a lot of like things like OpenSea shows that shows all these NFTs in my wallet, but I didn't actually buy them. People just dropped them into my wallet to make it seem like I bought it so that other people buy it. And they're doing that with the other 150, 500 influencers that seem to have attention. So to answer your question, yes. I think it's always good to learn from people that are good at what they've done, right? Like, you know, yeah. like, and have, and have had a track record. I feel very confident about my crypto punks or, or my ex-copy, you know, decisions. I've done very well with World of Women and Bored Ape and things that I bought when they first came out. But I think that, you know, people need to be thoughtful about what they buy. I think lots of Twitter, lots of Discord, lots of following influencers. And then after 30 hours of that work, then you buy something that you can afford. Yeah. And and by the way, you buy something that you can afford to go to zero. You know, Mm -hmm. like you got to understand it's high risk right now, but Long-term, I think there's some opportunities and much like the high risk of the internet stocks in 99, all of those went to zero. Oh, by the way, Amazon did not go to zero. It was $5 a share. And if you bought hundred shares of Amazon in 2000, your life would be in a very weird financial place for a small investment. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. Like, how do you, I guess the question is like, how do you identify stuff like that? So we just said, you know, you being ahead of the 30 trend. hours, dude, you study hard. No, a lot of research, but I'm saying, I mean, I'm for saying me, how, for how me, do things pop for, out to you? Yeah, I guess for my question. Things, that's a good question. For me, intuition, <laughs> intuition, you know, intuition on people, you know, it's uh, no, by the way, no different than the way, I decided that it was a good idea for Vayner Sports to sign Stipe, even well, though- got there, Yeah, it's only been you know, two years, but then I can always drop the ball on that. But you know what it was, Stipe? Like, like, well, let's talk about this. I think this will help people and connect people to the podcast. <clears throat> when we courted you to come to Vayner Sports, there was very little confusion on my side. I can't speak for Lloyd or AJ, but, but I said this openly to the men at the time. I was like, look, Stipe's not got 40 fights left in him. You know, and so- this is like a relationship that we need to know that we want because we want to have it with him because he has one, two, three, maybe fights. Maybe he'll do boxing. Maybe he's an action star. And we, though we don't do that for a living, but maybe we can help him sign with somebody. But like, but for me, 40 seconds into being on a zoom with him and his wife, I'm like, I just want to be this person's. I like this person. I want to be around this person. I'm willing to give to this person. And so similar to the way I look at like NFT projects, if I have a sense, you know, I invested in Mark Zuckerberg 18 seconds into my first conversation. I wanted to invest in Facebook, right? Ed Williams, one of the co-founders of Twitter. One hour in, yes, yes. Uh, Rachel, you know, she's got a company called Micmac that I think she's building a very big company. She'll be one. Like, you know, like there's people you meet And I really think for me, going into these discords and Twitter, listening to a Twitter spaces, watching him or her do a couple podcasts, I think the best way to invest in a project is your belief in the person. Yeah, totally. I'm just letting you know there's a new project come out. It's called Sleeping Mouse Capital. You know, just feed me money and I'll take it. You can watch it grow. That sounds like a terrible project. (laughs) It is a terrible one. It's a terrible investment. Great for me, not so much for everyone else. (laughs) You gotta be be willing to go to zero. Right. (laughs) That one feels very zero oriented. (laughs) So actually talking about NFTs, I heard that the Super Bowl, if you have a ticket to the Super Bowl, you get an NFT. Is that correct? 
yeah, I've heard the headlines. You know, I've been very crazy this week given my obnoxious travel schedule. Um, so I'm not exactly sure, but I'm going to the Super Bowl, so I'll be able to see it. I'm curious, you know, this is where I'll get a little nerdy. Is it on Polygon? Is it on Ethereum? Is it on Solana? Yeah. Is it actually an NFT or is it a digital asset? The difference there is, is it on a blockchain or is it not? It'll be interesting to see how the NFL is going to execute this because it's a very big challenge to do this, but it's really cool. Like I'm really actually excited about seeing it. I'm, you know, I just landed, I just showered, I just jumped on this, but I'm sure tonight at the parties or some of the business events I have, I'll probably run into somebody who's got to read on what the project is like or is. Um, But more importantly, like YouTube just announced, I think yesterday, they're going to start making their YouTube videos available to be NFTs. Like, here's my thing. Here's the thing I want to leave with in this podcast. If one person listening. I'm listening decides to do more homework and understands this is not a joke. This is not a ha ha. This is not a fad. This is not Beanie Babies. This is a technology, the consumer blockchain, which is what NFTs really kind of represent. Many people interacting with blockchains, not internets. If, if somebody leaves here and really now gets down the rabbit hole of what I did in, in 2020, what is an NFT? Literally, guys, that's, eating some fucking you know what was i mean i remember chinese food like watching youtube videos that were like nft 101 that's what i was doing in late 2020 january 2021 that was five minutes ago and you know for me i'm just good at understanding what human beings are going to do before they think they're going to do it in 96 i told all my friends everybody would online date they laughed me out of the dorm room they thought it was the stupidest thing ever that's for fat 500 pound dudes sitting in their mom's basement now yeah. everyone does that. I told everybody in 1996, seven, eight, that people would buy wine on the internet. Almost every grown up that I told that to laughed at me. People thought the internet was a fad. I thought everybody would have social media. Everybody. I got laughed at for that in 2006, seven. They said maybe celebrities would. No, I said everybody. And I believe everybody will own NFTs in a decade. And um, yeah. that's not because everyone's a collector, because yes, there'll be those people. It's because they're going to become utilities in our society, like ticketing, like receipts, like VIP access, like the representation of a contract. And uh, that's that. It, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'll no, give I'm, you an example. Let me give you an example. Steve, are those your belts up there? Yes, the ones I stole from UFC, yes. Yeah, stole by beating people's fucking faces in. Boom. Um, <laughs> Not so know, much yes. Sorry. So anyway, you displayed those proudly, but how, you know, this podcast, some people want, but, but one day the UFC is going to issue their belts and also issue that person an NFT that represents that belt. And yeah. that will be an asset. And like, for me as a Stipe fan, I may, I may put in right now a bid for $10,000 on that. You know, hopefully you're, you've been smart with your money and you don't need that right now, but we've heard the stories of people selling their Super Bowl rings or their belts or things of that nature. Yeah. It'd be a double collectible, right? You'll have the actual physical, you have the digital and people are going to care to own that. And by the way, it's a lot easier for me to make a fake Stipe UFC belt than it will be to make a fake NFT. And that's powerful. And I think people are going to learn that over the next decade. Yeah, I know. I definitely, it's one thing I've seen a lot of like fakes and a lot of, you know, like people, like I think my wife, we, we were looking at NFTs and right, it was a couple of weeks ago, we were looking, really getting into them and <clears throat> she was like looking to buy an NFT and like, she just kind of did it at nighttime, kind of just messing around and she, I think she hit the wrong click, the wrong link, whatever for one yep. of them and she, she, she got screwed. It wasn't a lot of money, it was like, you know, 50 bucks. She just wanted to see, what, she just wanted to see how it worked and she, you know, 
was like one letter or one dot or something messed up and she didn't know. Now she knows we're now we're good now. So, but I was like, education. But yeah, exactly. Education. And so, yeah, and, she, and the worst part is like she knew about it too. And I think it was just nighttime and then she was tired, probably didn't realize it when course, she clicked it. Of course. So then she realized going to Discord, it's better to go to Discord because they have an actual link in Discord chat and all that stuff and their generals and stuff like that. I love it. Well, man, yeah. thank you for having me on. I got to run to my next meeting. Thanks right. so much. Thanks for being on. Appreciate it, man. Have a good one. Appreciate it. Have a great day, guys. Appreciate it.